Welcome back to the Women's Soccer Podcast. I am your host, LDG, and today we will be going over the excitement of this year's NWSL expansion teams. Okay, so you must be wondering, what is an expansion team if you're not a really big fan of women's soccer? Well, if you're more used to the European way of things, you'll know that teams go up and down for the relegation and promotion system. However, in NWSL, which is a one-tier independent league, teams are added into the league um, yearly, or it's not always every year, but they're added into the league as the league commissioner, which is now Jessica Bermum, feels right. So, you must be wondering, what is so special about these expansion teams? So just two new teams. There's already 10 other ones in the league. Well, these teams are really breaking barriers. Let's get into the episode to see how they're breaking those barriers. Before we get into today's episode, I'd like to remind everyone listening to follow us on Apple Podcasts at the Women's Soccer Podcast, which we're listening to right now, and on Instagram, which is also at the Women's Soccer Podcast. So, thank you for listening to this episode, and I hope that you enjoy. Okay, so, let's start with the, there's two NWSL teams, one of them was formulated in 2020, one of them was formulated in 2021. Both of them came into the league this year in 2022. That's just a a few quick little facts. Angel City was formulated in 2020, and San Diego Wave was formulated in 2021. So let's learn a little bit more about these teams. Angel City. The excitement when this team was announced was extremely incredible. The support that was backing this team when it came out was so amazing. I even remember getting chills watching that preview video because I knew that this was the beginning of something. This is the beginning of something that is revolutionary in the NWSL. And yeah, so that's how it started. The ownership group is also a landmark for this league because it is the first female majority owned ownership group, which is really in the NWSL, which is really big because obviously this is a women's professional sports league. So it's a little bit surprising that it's taken this long, 10 years to get the first female majority owned ownership group. But we're not, I'm not complaining. I'm still really happy that this was able to come through. And Angel City overall, although they're sometimes very annoying to play against, um, I do have to give credit to them. They did such a good job formulating this team, the ownership group, the excitement that they, they kind of just put a little bit more magic into the NWSL, you could say. So, yeah, they got a good ownership group. What about their ticket sales? What about their sponsors? Before the season even kicked off, they sold over 15,000 season tickets and generated $35 million in revenue for sponsors and merchandising. So this proves this is a profitable business. So Angel City is here to stay in the NWSL. It's not going to be a failed expansion team. We know that this team is going to be proven and an exceptional team in this league. But how are they going to do with the Bank of California Stadium? They played their preseason tournaments, the Challenge Cup, at a very small stadium at a college in in L.A. that only held a few thousand people. So, yeah, sure, they could sell that stadium out, but what about this stadium that holds 23,000 people? Well, those questions were answered on the first game of the regular season. It was a Friday night against the North Carolina Courage where there was a complete sellout crowd. Angel City won 2-0 with goals from Vanessa Gill and June Endo. That game was a real landmark moment for this team. They put their name on the map in the sporting industry of L.A. With all the other teams in L.A., they were able to get such big attraction that local media and even international media was covering this story. 
everyone was wondering, is this, is this the be- next best thing in women's soccer? Is this the thing that's going to carry women's soccer forward? Well, I think that was found out. As the season went on, their momentum has continued tr- tremendously, being the high all-time high NWSL leading attendance with um, averaging about 18,000 fans a game. Those season ticket holders really helped out, didn't they? Overall, this Angel City team is a special team. They're playoff contenders in their first ever season in the NWSL. I think that even though they may be annoying sometimes with their ownership group, sometimes, you know, and you might feel a little bit jealous of their team if you're another NWSL fan, you have to appreciate all the hard work that they're putting in. And they are really helping the NWSL move on from last year where there was a lot of scandals, obviously, with coaching. And it was a dark year for the NWSL, obviously, with players having to come out. And, you know, I it was a year where a lot of people felt bad for the players because of everything that they have had to go through in the past. But this season in the NWSL, Angel City is trying to change that. They are making landmark moves all across the globe to try and make sure that the NWSL remains and stays the best team and that they they retain their role as the best and most popular team in the NWSL and to help the NWSL retain their role as the biggest women's soccer powerhouse in the world. So, you heard all about Angel City. They're doing great. What about San Diego? They only average 6,000 fans a game. How are they that impressive? Well, this was proven this week. San Diego Wave, just to give you a little bit of history, was, and this is a quote from The Athletic, was formed, quote-unquote, Back in 2019, the path looked to be expansion in Sacramento, potentially with WPSL, WPSL team California Storm playing a role in the formation of an NWSL team. Both Brandy Chastain and Leslie Osborne were on the Storm's board of directors and campaigned for Sacramento and the Storm to join the NWSL. The ownership group in Sacramento got approved in 2020 and was officially announced in January 2021. By May 2021, the NWSL Board of Governors approved the plans by owners Ron Burkle and Matt Alvarez to move their territory to territory territory to rights to Southern California. The expansion team that would become San Diego Wave FC was finally officially a go. So this quote really shows that it was looking to be Sacramento. This team may have never even been in Southern California if it hadn't been for Ron Burkle and Matt Alvarez. But this team has been in work for the last three years. It may not be the same organization, but it's been in work just as long as Angel City, if not longer. Mid-season, which moved Abby Kemper, who just came back to the NWSL from Manchester City, who she just came back to the NWSL from Man City, she moved to Houston Dash, the San Diego Wave acquired her in a deal that sent hundreds of thousands of dollars back to Houston and gave the San Diego Wave their player that would eventually become their captain. Abby Dahlkemper has become a cornerstone in this team. Even though she's met with injury and she had some problems recovering back and getting into the full 90 minutes, she is the leader that this San Diego Wave team has needed. And they, she has provided the opportunity for this team to get as high as they are in the standings. They are a competitor for the title in the end of WSL. Everyone knows that. You just have to take a quick glance at the standings to see their name. Top of the table, right up there with the Portland Thorns and Kansas City Current. If they can keep their winning streak up, especially after Portland's loss last night, 
I think that they can overtake the Portland Thorns in first place in their first season in the NWSL. So, why are they so good? What have they done to make this team so special? I mean, they're just like a new team in the league. Expansion teams usually are bad in sports. It's just a typical thing. But in NWSL this year, that has been proven wrong. San Diego Wave has completely... Um, outrighted the stereotype of expansion teams not doing great. In the expansion draft, they brought in two good defenders in Kaylee Real and Kristen McNabb and Christy Muist. Christy Muist, she's not on the team anymore. Well, you're right. They used Christy Muist in a trade to acquire money so that they could eventually acquire Alex Morgan, a trademark deal for the NWSL, making her the main face of the San Diego Wave team. She's a player that everyone knows. If you went walk up to, walked up in the street and asked people a women's soccer player, 95% of your answers would be Alex Morgan. 9.6 million followers on Instagram, over 3.7 million followers on Twitter. She is a name. She is a marquee name, and she has helped shape this San Diego Wave team that is full of international superstars. Okay, so let's get a little bit more into the rest of the roster. Who else do they have? Their depth is insanity. They have attackers like Mackenzie Doniak, proven NWSL goal scorer, and young players such as Amira Ali and Jaden Shaw that can make an impact off the bench or starting if needed. Uh, players like Amira Ali is is a really great representation of where the NWSL is going. They're trying to make young, tactical, but speedy and great attackers to maintain their level of play for the national team level. They also have a great mix of youth and experience. Players like Alex Morgan, Sophia Jakobson, Jody Taylor, Caitlin Sheridan, Carly Telford are just five players that really help with experience. Sheridan has taken the starting goalkeeper role, but while she was away at the Calf W Championship, Carly Telford stepped up, saved some penalty kicks, and kept the San Diego Wave at the top of the table. Players like Carly Telford are essential to the NWSL. It's a great signing from them to lure her to America from Chelsea, and she's a player that has really helped shape this wave team with her leadership and experience skills. This is a young team. You look at the players that they have, such as, as we mentioned, Amira Ali, Jaden Shaw, Taylor Korniak, Kelsey Turnbow, Naomi Gurma, but they all play with so much experience and poise. These players are so talented beyond their years, and I mean this in the best compliment. Looking down their roster, the talent they have is evident, with international players that are yeah, like with young international Marlene Schemmer, who maybe is yet to make her mark on this team full of incredible depth, but I know she'll be there soon at the top. Other internationals in this team have also really helped propel their team, like Carly Telford, Sophia Jakobsen, Kaylin Sheridan, just to name a few. This team is incredible, and I see them making the title race this season. So, why? Why have they been so consistent. You know, we have a lot of good players, but why have they been able to gel together? Their movement off the ball is incredible. You look at some of the goals that they score, and it's all because of beautiful passes leading them through, the attackers through. Let's look at the San Diego Waves goal last weekend. Mackenzie Doniak, who is a player we talked about who's come off the bench time and time again and provided for the Wave, dropping back, getting the ball, switching it to her right foot, playing a beautiful through ball up the field, finding Sophia Jakobsen, who buries the ball into the corner of the net, past Jane Campbell, the Houston Dash keeper. As I said, this roster, up to bottom, is so full of talent. Every single player on this team is full of extreme poise, 
and can they all can handle the pressure more than other teams. You see this time and time again. San Diego Wave may not be the best team every single game on like they may be the better team on paper, but sometimes, like any team, they haven't performed to the absolute best of their levels, but they've used their experience, and big players like Alex Morgan have really stepped up this season. It's incredible to see how they've been able to build such a great team in such a short amount of time. If you look at their roster, which I'll read one more time for you, Caitlin Sheridan, Abby Dahlkemper, Naomi Gurma, Emily Van Egmond, Kelsey Turnbow, Amira Ali, Jody Taylor, Sophia Yakimson, Jaden Shaw, Alex Morgan, Kristen McNabb, Mackenzie Doniak, Madison Pogars, Sydney Pulver, Kaylee Real, Kristen Westfall, Carly Telford, Taylor Korniak, Bella Breedy, Kayla Brewster, ne- Mia Zhao, Marlene Shimmer, Taylor Hansen, Melissa Lauder, and last but not, definitely but not least, Katie Johnson. This team is full of winners up and down the field, and that is why they have been so successful this season. The Wave have proved any doubters that may have had them not winning the title wrong because I believe that by the end of the season the San Diego Wave will have their hands on that trophy and they will be playing the Portland Thorns in the championship game. Both teams are full of incredible superstars and honestly I think that these are two of the best teams that the NWSL has ever seen. It's so amazing that I've gotten to witness such a great generation of women's soccer and you should be watching too. There's 12 teams in the league and I'm sure that there's one near you. Check on the NWSL website to see what team is closest to you. Remember, a win for women's soccer is a win for us all. Your host, Liam Greco, would like to congratulate women's soccer on how far it has come. The San Diego Wave has recently broken the barrier of the best attendance in NWSL history, as they will have over 27,000 fans at their upcoming match on September 17th against Angel City FC at their new stadium, Snapdragon. Women's soccer is a force to be reckoned with, and it's going up, and you can't stop it. I, your host, Liam Greco, would like to wish you a good weekend and tell you peace out from your host, LDG.